Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I think one thing that I try to make sure that I communicate here on the podcast is that money, it's it's an emotional thing. And I think the impact of the issues that we have with our money oftentimes bleeds into other areas of our lives, even though we may not be realizing it. I just think it's important that we acknowledge this and we we take some time to, to talk about this intersection of emotion and money. So to help me do that today, I'm joined by Jason V. Tug. He's the founder of Frugal.com and author of the brand new book, Happy Money, Happy Life. So Jason, long time in the making having you come on the show. Appreciate you making some time to join me here. It really has been a long time and we've <laughs> known each other for years, but I think it was well worth the wait. I wanted to dive into uh, this quote I pulled from your book here just to kind of kick things off. In it, you said, the psychological weight of it all began affecting my physical health, which impacted my ability to earn income and began hurting my financial well-being. All the stress led me to withdraw socially. And as time passed, I started wondering which came first, the mental struggles or the financial issues. I didn't even know where to begin or how to fix the messiness. What was going on when you wrote this? Where, where is the source of the issues that were going on in your life in this moment? When you're mindlessly purchasing, when you're not dealing with the root issues that are propagating the financial behaviors, you're going to find yourself in a financial mess. And that's where I found myself. And I go, how can I be a personal finance expert? How can I be in the trajectory of helping others when I am making some financial mistakes? And a lot of that had to do with not realizing how everything was truly connected. And a lot of people may feel financial stress and go, okay, well, because of my financial situation, I'm feeling stress. And then that leads to mental distress. But Mm, then people don't understand that you can be going through mental health issues that is impacting your financial behaviors that's leading to financial stress. And so there's an inverse relationship. The reason why you're doing the things that you're doing, knowing You shouldn't be making that purchase, knowing that you can make better decisions with credit and saving, et cetera, is because there's a lot more things going on and we need to address the different aspects of ourselves. And I'm using my story to get that conversation going. I often relate the relationship with money to kind of like dieting because I've been there to where it's like, I'm like, okay, I got to get in better shape. I got to drop some weight. But then the moment too much stress starts to, to hit me. Or, you know, something in life really like brings me down. It's like you turn to those unhealthy foods to make you feel better. I feel like with money, we fall into those same habits. I know I have. The unhappiness or the stress or the sadness in your life can kind of push you to make decisions that maybe you would normally do if you were maybe feeling a little bit better or feeling a little more balanced or comfortable or safe. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Because at the end of the day, we are wired in a way to try to figure out a way to control a situation. But mm. in certain situations, we want to avoid the actual problem. And so what we're doing yeah. is that, okay, I'm going to go shopping because I don't want to have to deal with the situation that is causing this stress. And I'm all for coping techniques. I don't think there's anything wrong with using coping techniques to help you deal with your emotions as you're experiencing them. But prolong of not dealing with the emotions and the root issues of what's propagating these emotions lead to mental distress. And mental distress for a period of time lead to actual diagnosable mental health issues. 
And so when we talked about in that first quote about that physical issues I was experiencing, well, yes, psychological, which is your mental and emotional health, will eventually, if left unaddressed, will cause physical issues. And so when you start seeing the aches and pains, when you're seeing rashes like I had on my chest and and I developed vertigo and I couldn't get out of bed, all that psychological distress was manifesting itself physically. And once it does, there's nothing that you can do because you're feeling it physically and you're like, okay, something has to change. And then that becomes a moment. And so I like to tell people, don't wait that long. In that quote, you mentioned that you didn't know where to begin or how to fix this messiness of both your physical health, your mental health, and then your financial health. How do you begin to unwind that? What I like to let people know and what I've done myself is leaning into an area of strength. So we all have strengths. At this point, I realized my strength was my social connections. So yes, I was socially withdrawing at that point, but then realizing, well, I needed to reach out to my family and my friends, let them know that I was going through some difficult moments and Mm -hmm. at least allowing myself to kind of feel free to unload a bit of the baggage. And so that helped affect my mental situation Some people are really strong in social connections. Some are born knowing one plus one equals a hundred million dollars. They know how to make money. (laughs) And so they're strong in the financial aspect. So it's really assessing and leaning into a dimension of strength and utilizing that to strengthen other areas. These dimensions are interconnected. They're overlapping. So when you affect one area, it will ripple to other areas. So for instance, I didn't address my mental and physical and financial. My first step was really leaning into my social health that I knew still existed. And so when I was facing financial distress, I had friends when I opened up to them, they're like, yeah, I know you're, you're going through some financial issues. Let's go watch a movie. It's on me. Or let's, let's go have Mm -hmm. dinner. It's on me. And so that again, helped with my mental and emotional issues. And so that I think is important for people to understand that it's interconnected and you can pick and choose where to start. Look, there's no other way to say it. I hate tax season. I hate everything involved with doing my taxes, with gathering all the random forms. I hate figuring out if I'm going to owe or get a refund. I hate every aspect of this process. And this is why I get help. And if I had to guess, you're probably like me, So this tax season, don't sit around and struggle and get frustrated. Let H&R Block help you. H&R Block is not only bringing you today's bag of popcorn, but they are also bringing you the help you need this tax season with 15% off their DIY online tax filing products. So filing your taxes doesn't have to be the rage-inducing event that it has been for years. Their do-it-yourself platform is one of the most convenient ways to file online. You can just be sitting at home in your sweatpants getting your taxes done. You don't have to even think about it. DIY offers a surprise-free tax preparation experience that immediately starts with upfront and transparent pricing, which I always respect. I want to know exactly how much this is going to cost me before I get started with all of this. Throughout the process, there are expert on-demand H&R Block tax professionals that can help you whenever you need it. Not to mention, your maximum refund is guaranteed. So get started early and get your refund faster by clicking the link in the show notes or head to popcornfinance.com slash HR Block 
to receive 15% off DIY online tax filing products with HR Block through April 18th. Again, that's popcornfinance.com slash HR Block for 15% off DIY online tax filing products with HR Block. For people who don't really know what those areas, because you mentioned, I think you said there's eight areas, right? That deal with your, was it your emotional health or your overall well-being? Your overall well-being. Overall well-being. So if I'm someone who's like, okay, I, that's nice, but I don't even know what those eight areas are or which ones I would be strong in and which ones I'm weak in. Would you mind going over that a little bit in more detail? Yes. I want to say I did not come up with this. I wish I was the smartest person, the first person to come <laughs> up with these eight wellness dimensions. The eight dimensions of wellness consist your mental emotional, physical, spiritual, social, occupational, environmental, and financial health. Occupational health, which I call happy work, is basically that we are built to work and we need to be productive, essentially. We need to be doing something. And so most of us actually get depressed and mentally exhausted and emotionally drained because we're not doing anything. We're sitting at home. So occupational health, having purposeful work is actually essential to your health. And environmental is your happy space. This is the place that you reside. So your home, your actual physical workspace, your neighborhood, your city affects your well-being. And so when your home is cluttered, studies show your brain is using cognitive functioning to remember where things are. And if it's utilizing that processing, it can no longer do the things you need it to do, such as you know solve a problem or answer that email because your brain is trying to figure out, okay, well, there are a pile of boxes here. There's a pile of clothes here. And it's, mm, it's so yeah. fascinating. And I think it's important for us to understand all these pieces can affect us so that's just another example how working on one dimension can ripple effect in other areas. Ah, okay. That, that's really interesting because it makes complete sense when you explain it that way. But just like intuitively, I wouldn't have thought, oh, yeah, there's all these different areas that kind of overall make up my my personal well-being. Jason, I really could talk to you for hours <laughs> about this. I got a bunch of questions that popped into my head, but I know... Uh, you know, we're making some popcorn here, so I don't want to burn it too bad. So <laughs> before we get out of here, stop. if people want to know more, check out your book, where can they go to kind of dive deeper into this? Yeah. So I share all the stories of how I was a high functioning financial mess and how I got myself out of that situation. And I want people to be inspired, but also find the resources and tools necessary and so you can go ahead and learn more with this book, Happy Money, Happy Life, A Multidimensional Approach to Health, Wealth, and Financial Freedom. It's available where you buy your favorite books. So you can buy it online at retail stores, at independent bookshops. That is the best place to start and to get your mind thinking differently about your situation. I appreciate it, Jason. I put all that in the show notes so that way people can have an easy way to go check out the book and more of what you're doing. Just appreciate the time, appreciate the insight and uh, happy we finally got to connect here. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.